and welcome to another week of the Weekly Shaz. I'm your host, Shaz. Um, I just want to shout out to my loyal 10 listeners that have continued to listen without you. I really, um, I really would just be talking to myself in my office. So thanks. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Thank you for giving me a shot. I truly appreciate it. And I hope, um, you can become a loyal listener. Um, so before jumping in, let's just talk about what this podcast is about. Uh, we have personal conversations. Uh, I'll talk about uh, my faith in Jesus. We learn, we grow together, but we also have fun. Um, sometimes I do bring on guests um, and we have a blast, uh, but mostly I have fun just chatting with myself. <laughs> um, and that's totally fine. So go grab your cup of co- coffee and join in. Um, so I hope I'm not super loud. Um, but if you are new, um, my last episode, I had my friend Kylie on, um, and we just had a really great conversation about like faith, love, and our friendships. Um, so I just wanted to go more in depth on true friendship. Um, before doing that, um, we are going to do the fact of the day. How do you like that I have, now I have sound for my fact of the day? Um, yeah, my fact of the day now has a theme song. Um, so fact of the day, did you know the dot over a lowercase i and j has a name? Um, if you didn't, it is called a tittle. A tittle, um, it just means a tiny amount or part of something uh, in writing or printing. So like the dot over an i or a j. Um, pun or joke of the week. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. (laughs) I know, I know. Hold your applause. So funny. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, so this week's question for the host is, would you rather spend a year in the North Pole or two years in the Sahara Desert? Um, for sure, North Pole. If you didn't know this about me, I am very anti-superheat. Um, my philosophy is once you're naked, you're naked. You can't get any more naked. Um, but if you're in the cold, you can put on as much layers as you need to. Um, I guess that's why I live in Alaska. I really don't like being hot. Um, my husband can attest to this. I really don't like it. I was actually kind of funny. He was playing, um, games with his friend the other day and he was like, man, it's really hot in my house. And they were like, oh, does your wife like it hot? And he was like, absolutely not. Actually, she hates it. Cause I really do. <laughs> but anyways, uh, here we are. We're going to talk about friendship. Um, I'm going to be real. I was really gung ho for this. Um, and then I kind of started to do my research and just started thinking about thinking back on, on friendships that I've had. Uh, I actually cried, broke down a few times. Uh, I felt convicted for some of my past friendships. Um, even some friendships I have now, I, uh, I've thought back on some truly great friendships, uh, my seasonal friendships, really hard or unhealthy friendships. 
<sighs> friends I've lost, uh, friends that I've had to break up with, friends that broke up with me. Um, I thought about the hurt of having to cut ties with certain people, the emptiness you feel, um, even when it was needed. A lot of people don't talk about that. Um, I thought about the times that I've been a bad friend. I broke down thinking of some friendships I absolutely loved. Um, and I still do that I don't really have anymore. Um, yeah, I, I just... Uh, and then I had moments where I just cried and praised that uh, God has given me some really good, solid friendships now. Um, that I have the opportunity to have people I love in my life who love me back and that we can grow together. Um, a lot of emotions came out um, and I didn't realize how emotional it would make me. Uh, which I've said before, I hate showing emotions, which isn't a bad thing. Like emotions aren't a bad thing. Um, I just, you know, that's why God gave me certain friendships. Um, but I realized that it was telling me like, this is where I needed to go. I needed to have this friendship converse conversation. Um, so where do we start? Well, we start with the Bible, um, and what the Bible teaches us about friendships. Uh, many of us know we were created for relationships. Um, episode three, I did touch on this, um, but we are called to love our neighbors and share the gospel, um, which what does that then do? It creates those relationships by furthering his kingdom. Um, uh, so when I was researching it, I thought, okay, we have to go back to the beginning. Uh, God never intended for us to be alone, right? Um, I mean, he wanted us to dwell with him. He wanted us to have him with us. Um, we obviously know that didn't happen. Um, but Genesis 2.18, God literally says, it is not good for man to be alone. Um, so he made him a helper. Uh, <clears throat> but then we can jump to the New Testament where we see Jesus, um, that he surrounded himself with friends and not just friends, but faithful disciples, um, faithful disciples during the span of his life and ministry on earth. Um, as mentioned earlier, as we share the truth of the gospel, we are creating something deeper and stronger than that surface level relationships, um, that the world tends to tell us we need. Um, you know, we're creating something stronger, and sometimes that's even stronger than blood. Um, as followers, our true friendships are founded in Christ. Uh, the joy and the beauty of a friendship is easy. Um, just being like, man, you know, I love that person, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we also need to be intentional and put an effort to build and maintain them. Um, which we have the best model of what true friendship looks like. Jesus. Uh, so reading into this, um, I was like, man, Jesus really is the ultimate model of what friendship should be like, right? Um, but I also wanted to go, go forward to say, I do have a couple friendships that I know are real that are, you know, they, that we love each other. Um, but they aren't necessarily rooted in Christ. Um, but they know that I love the Lord and I pray for them and I talk to them about Christ. Um, I know in my heart, if I had a relationship that was leading me away from the Lord, as hard as this is to hear guys, I would have had to cut it off. 
Just like you, if you have a relationship that is actively causing you to sin or leave Jesus out of your life, do not pursue it. Um, If they can't accept that Jesus is a part of you or they're trying to replace him, whether they are the ones that are trying to replace him or they're trying to replace him in your life with other things, um, that is not true friendship. That is not a real friendship. Um, And trust me, I know it's hard and it will hurt, but Jesus will help you through. Um, Jesus will help you through that. He will heal that hurt. It might it might not be right away and it'll probably take a lot of time. Um, but he will, he, he will provide that need. Um, whether it is literally you just spending more time with him, um, having more of that quality time with him or providing a mentor or another friend, um, who is just going to have a friendship that is filled with the truth. But really we have to be the one to make that decision. Which, um, then I was thinking, like, how do we know? Um, I started helping out with youth again, and that is a big thing we come across is, um, a lot of the kids have friendships that aren't leading them to Christ, uh, especially in the age group that they're in. Sorry. Um, they aren't being led to Christ. So I was just thinking back on things that I've had to tell myself and ask myself, is this friendship, is this relationship really one I should be in? Um, so questions to just kind of think about, um, are they pouring into you spiritually? Um, are they gossiping or are they comparing you or themselves to other people? Are they comfortable and respectful of your boundaries whether that boundary is like for me a boundary I have is my husband um there are a few friends that know everything about Chris and I right but then there's also um friends that don't or the boundary of just my husband and my family are going to come first you are after them right um or if you're not married the boundary of listening to your parents, um, having a curfew, or if you have girls, if you have a guy friend and guys, if you have a girlfriend that is, um, that you create that boundary, Hey, we are not allowed to be alone. Um, we're not going to put ourselves in that situation, blah, blah, blah. Are they respectful of that? Um, are they creating or clearing stumbling blocks for you? Um, meaning are they causing you to stumble in your walk with God or are they clearing those obstacles out of your way to help your walk with God? Um, do they pray for you? Do they pray with you? Um, do they hold you accountable? Uh, I mean, ultimately all of this is, are they pointing you to God or are they pointing you away from him? Um, tough questions. And those are questions that you should ask in any relationship. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, back to kind of the topic. Um, so I was thinking of what does true friendship look like? And I go back to Jesus was the model. Um, Jesus was present with his friends and he wants to be present with us. Um, if your friends aren't living, like they know him, they aren't going to let you build that relationship because they don't, they don't know him. So why are they going to let you take the time, especially if you're taking the time with them for you to build that relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Jesus spent time with his friends and disciples during his time living and walking on the earth. Uh, John 3 talks about them being together and him staying there and baptizing. Um, he spent time with them so that he could grow to know them and understand them. Uh, he walked with them in ministry. He shared meals and enjoyed that fellowship. Uh, I love meals and I think eating with somebody... Um, is a good way of building those relationships. My friends and I used to do family dinners where we would just go to each other's houses, eat, just fellowship and pour into each other. Um, just catch up, you know, let each other know, hey, we're here for you no matter what. And we'd have a good time. Um, that is a part of just being intentional. Uh, Jesus was intentional with his presence, um, which grew the trust um, and sincerity among his friends. He put in that effort. Um, now, friendships look a lot differently now. I know myself, being a mom, my time is limited. And um, because my kids need me, my kids are so young that they literally can't really take care of themselves, right? So um, my friendships change and adapt to that. Um, I may not get to see my friends as often, but that doesn't mean I can't be involved in their lives. Um, Jesus's friendships didn't look just one way, right? Uh, he constantly and purposefully made himself available. Um, um, and for us now, like that could just mean shooting a quick text um, or picking up the phone and just talking for five minutes, letting someone vent, um, or just saying, hey, how are you? Have you been? Um, I haven't gotten to talk to you in a while. Let's just chat for a second. Um, I know I, if I can, like if my husband doesn't have training or, you know, whatever, I'm like, hey, this day for a few hours, I'm just going to go have lunch um, or meet so-and-so for coffee just so we can pour into each other's lives. My husband knows me. <laughs> he knows that that usually is longer than um, I quote unquote planned, but it's always good and it's always good and he knows and he's aware. Um, so, so yeah, but our friendships now are going to be looking a little different, um, but that's kind of why I love texting. Sometimes I'm like, eh. but um, you can still have that intentional conversation with somebody um, and still let them know, hey, I'm here for you no matter what. If you need me, I can make it happen. Um, but we can still talk, but still do what we need to get done. Um, going back to that, I have a friend who is an amazing mom. She's a business owner. She's a wife and she also has a full-time job. Um, but we text whenever we can just to be like, Hey, I love you. Just to pour into each other. Even if it's just a quick text, even if it's for like a 10 minute text conversation, um, even if it takes us all day to have that one conversation, we know that we are still being intentional with each other. Um, and pouring into us how we can. Um, <clears throat> when we get the chance to be together in person, obviously we're going to. It's amazing. That is also needed. Um, but we just have to remember that we're in different stages of life, different seasons. Um, but our presence still may be different. But showing our friends that no matter how our communication happens, you can still trust and rely on me. Um, if you needed encouragement or help, I'm here. Uh, I've had friends come over after the kids go to bed or when my husband is off, um, just setting, t 
like I said earlier, just sitting like aside time to be with my friends um, or bringing my friends along. Uh, obviously, I um, in this stage of life, I have a lot of friends who have little kids like me um, or even friends that have big kids. Um, but they're like, hey, yeah, bring the kids. Like, we'll just hang out and be together and it'll be nice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Jesus. So kind of with that, Jesus was servant minded. So like my friends know, hey, Chris works this day. Um, he's probably going to be sleeping, but we want to hang out with you, bring the kids, you know, we'll help you with whatever we need to do. Um, and that's, you know, that's being a servant. He pro, uh, Jesus approached his relationships with that heart of a servant. Um, he didn't give demands or, um, say this is how I should be treated. He, humbly brought himself um, or he humbly sought to consider others above himself. So when I think of my friendships and how it looks to be intentional, um, I kind of think of how can I show my friends that I love them apart from seeing them um, or fulfilling my needs? Like how can I wash my friends' feet? Um, everyone's lives look different, like I said earlier. Um, so I need to remember to meet them where they uh, like meet them where they need me to be or how they need me to. Uh, Jesus had authority and um, he had merit and value to himself over others, but he never did that. Um, he led by serving. Um, I was just thinking, it is so easy to make our friendships about ourselves, um, uh, make our friendship like about our needs. If I give them something they can give me this if I do that they'll do this you know um sometimes we even set a bar high like for how we wish to be cared for and treated um like love languages love languages are great to get to know how each other receive that love but we also have to remember their love language is different so we can't expect them to always meet our love language right um, it's unrealistic. We set unrealistic expectations all the time. Um, but we need to think of our friendships less transactional so that when we can, so that we can find, um, that joy and that freedom in serving them. Uh, whew. also Jesus encouraged in truth. This one was really hard, um, to think about, um, because throughout his life, he, pretty much, you know, he reminded his friends of their eternal hope. Um, having like gospel centered, intentional, um, friendships, right? He was encouraging his friends to look at the greater truth. And that's what we should be doing. We should be encouraging our friends to look at the greatest truths. Um, words, our own words are only temporary. Um, but as we aim to care and build our friends up, the most powerful and long lasting words are going to be found obviously in God's word. Um, I can't calm the anxious. He can, he gives wisdom. Um, he brings comfort. He brings purpose to our joys. Uh, his word offers so can offer so much more than mine. Um, his word offers hope, right? Um, with that, we also have to remember that 
Jesus spoke hard truths as well. So um, if we are building those relationships, we're getting closer. We're caring for our friends. We can't get mad at our friends for bringing it to truth, right? Um, If you are doing something and the Bible says this, you cannot get mad at your friends for telling you, hey, this is what the Bible says. Um, So quit it, right? Um, (laughs) Sometimes we can do it a little less like that, but other times that's how it needs to be said. Um, I know sometimes it's really hard for me, like, well, doesn't the Bible say this? And I'm like, listen, who are you? You know, but I have to remember, hey, God gave me this person so they can be real, they can be honest, and they can lead me to Christ. If I had a friend that's going to be like, oh, well, who cares? Then that person is not going to be leading me into my walk with Christ. Um, So I have to get off my high horse and remember that Jesus encourages in truth, whether that encouragement needs to be hey, get over yourself, or that encouragement is, hey, he's going to calm that anxious heart that you have. The worry that you're feeling, he's going to come alongside you because he is the ultimate power, right? Um, Lastly, when doing my research on it, um, I just, the biggest one um, was Jesus prayed for his friends. He did it diligently and he did it often. Um, John 17, right? He approached the father before the cross, and he just prayed for his friends. Uh, Jesus, being omniscient, he knew everything. He knew everything there was to know about his friends, Um, but he still took the time to listen to their needs and concerns, (laughs) Um, which when I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, it's just like how God knows our ugly, but he still wants us anyways. Um, I've never really, until, you know, spending time on friendship, I didn't really think about how Jesus wants to be our friend, even though he already knows everything about us. Um, But he still wants us to sit down and talk with him, tell us our day. Um, And it reminds me of, (laughs) I don't know why, but you know, when you get, you got in trouble um, and your mom's like, so what did you do today? And you're like, oh, nothing. And they're like, oh, really? You did nothing. And you're like, yeah, you know, I hung out with so-and-so, but they already know. Um, It's the same thing (laughs) when we're bringing it to Jesus, right? He knows that we had a hard day or we had a rough day or whatever, but he still wants to hear about it. He still wants to sit down and talk with us. Um, Hey, Jesus, I got really frustrated with Jackson today. Um, But then I remember that you gave me Jackson because he's amazing and he's a gift from you. Um, And it was just when I was doing my research, I'm like, man, you know, we always talk about he knows everything about us you know but he still loves and wants you anyways but actually sitting down and really thinking about that like he really does good bad ugly mundane boring he wants it all um true friends are prayer for prayerful people um Praying specifically for our friends, just it shows a greater care for them. Um, prayer relieves that pressure. I know um, feeling this, like sometimes we put it on ourselves to solve their problems or think that we can be the ones to change their lives. But making a request to God for our friends on behalf of them, like it just cultivates that humility and our dependence on God for strength and wisdom. Um, it's not a bad thing to want to help your friends, obviously, or solve their problems. Um, 
you know, but sometimes I feel like we take on such a big responsibility to make sure that we are the ones that are going to help our friends out of there. But if we're not having that intentional time with God to be intentional with our friends through this problem, it's probably not going to end well. Um, our friendships here on earth is a gift from God. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And it's vulnerable. Um, we can easily distort what brings value to the friendships. Um, but longing for true and full fellowship shouldn't ever fall away from the hope of Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus is the perfect friend living in light of that. I just always remember I doing this research, sorry, um, was like, man, that is just a good thing to constantly remember. Like Jesus opens the door for that true and grace filled friendship that we are seeking for. If we remember that he is our hope. Um, those kinds of friendships are the friendships that are going to take us outside of ourselves and point us to the same truth that we should be sharing. Uh, we should aspire to be better and more faithful friends. Um, so may we just obtain wisdom from uh, the truest friend that we have. Uh, may we find hope for true friendships, in, uh, true friendships in the life and ministry of Jesus. Um, I just want to like, remember guys, we are called to be his image bearers. Um, and that extends to our friendships. Um, I just pray over your friendships today that you strengthen, um, and you cultivate the ones that are leading you to Christ. Um, and unfortunately I also pray that you cut and prune those pushing you away from him. Um, sorry if my brain's a little rambled or if I talked fast. Um, I just felt like this actually took me quite a bit of time to like just sit down and really look into God's word searching for what true friendship means. So I was just so excited to get it out there. Um, but as always, I love you. Um, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Weekly Shaz. Have a good day and build true friendships. Bye!